You're listening to the podcast version of the Recruit of Talionis audiobook, book one in the Talionis series. I'm your narrator, writer, and host, award-winning author C.J. Malesi. Each week, we'll bring you further into the mysterious and dangerous dystopian world of Talionis and Bria's fight for survival. If you haven't been following along with us up until now, be sure to check out the previous episodes. Now, grab your favorite hot beverage and hold on tight as we dive back in. Chapter 29 The door slides open and light from the hallway pours into the room. The silhouette of a man casts a shadow, his tall, broad frame filling the doorway. Major Vasco. He beckons to us and we exit. Congratulations on completing your first challenge successfully, Major Vasco says as we emerge. You'll continue to improve as we work with each of you in your unique skill sets. Your observation skills, his gaze connects with mine, are good. We'll hone them until they're great. And in the first simulation, you worked well as a team. He shifts his focus to the guys. In the second simulation, the three of you showed promise in obeying orders under pressurized conditions. However, you ladies have work to do in that area. You're dismissed, he says, and then exits the room. I leave in a daze, angry about what they made me do. The screams of those about to die still fill my ears, and I press both hands to them to try to drown out the sound. But I can't. My stomach clenches and turns. I walk faster and then run into the closest bathroom, barely making it before everything in my stomach climbs up my throat and empties. Numb, I retrieve my rifle from where I stowed it and head to the tech building. When I step inside the classroom, the familiarity of it wraps itself around me. This is probably the only time I've ever been happy to be here. Nika slips into her seat next to me, a moment before class begins, and she looks livid. They had no right to do that to us, she says. Her voice trembles with anger and something else, something I can't identify. I'll tell you one thing she continues, as Mandeville steps to the front of the class. I'm going to learn enough from Sergeant Valerius so that they can never force me into something like that again. Me too, I say, almost thankful for a reason to try beyond keeping myself from getting shot. Then again, this reason feels almost as bad. I need to learn to fight so I can stop other recruits from forcing me to kill people in warfare scenarios. None of this is okay. The bell chimes and Mandeville starts class. My screen displays the information and schematics of the tech he's talking about, and I let my mind grow numb as he waxes on about the item's use. Ari is, as usual, working on something different from everyone else, but today there's an added intensity. Her fingers fly over the keys, and she's swiping at her screen with more force than needed, so much so that I'm almost afraid Mandeville will notice. Class ends promptly, and I move with the surge of recruits to the door. I overhear Nika asking Ari what she could possibly see in Shane on the way out. Several recruits laugh and joke with each other as they leave, but there are others who seem as shaken as I am. I exit the building to find Matthias strolling by. He starts to smile and wave, but then grows serious. I turn away from him and head to the dining hall for dinner. Not that I'm at all hungry. 
Matthias falls into step with me, but doesn't say a word. I glance at him, but he's focused straight ahead. I stop, and he stops with me. Matthias, do you need something? What's wrong? His eyes squint as he studies me. I pinch the bridge of my nose. Nothing. I'm fine. Why didn't I wait to leave with Nika and Ari? No, you're not. I blink. Look, we're not friends, so even if something was wrong, you're the last person I would tell. He nods. It's warfare strategies, isn't it? I flinch at the reminder, giving myself away. The first one is always the worst. His face scrunches. They get a little easier to handle the more you do. My stomach clenches at the idea of doing another scenario, watching more people die, being responsible for their deaths. Yeah, definitely not eating dinner tonight. I start down the street. Matthias catches up to me, his hand resting on my arm to stop my progress. I arch an eyebrow at him, and he drops his hand. We could be friends, you know. His characteristic grin resurfaces, though not as fully as normal. You might find I'm not as awful as you think I am. I doubt it. I again attempt to walk away. He steps in front of me. Wait, just give me one chance. Come with me. No way. I try to step around him, but he moves with me. Come on. I want to show you something. It always cheers me up after a hard day. A small part of me wants to go with him to see if maybe there really is something that could get my mind off this day. I hesitate, trying to see his real motive, but he seems genuine. He wiggles his eyebrows. You don't have to come with me if you're too scared. Please, you don't scare me. Good, let's go. He takes my hand and tugs me away from the recruits' living quarters. I pull away, but curiosity keeps me following him through the streets of Talionis, even though the practical side of me says this is a bad idea. The sun is setting, and he picks up his pace. We pass areas I'm familiar with, and then we enter a housing district I haven't been in before. He walks us all the way through it until we come to an older, tall building with a large spire at the top. He opens the door, and I hesitate at the bottom of the stairs, adjusting the strap of my rifle. This is such a bad idea. He turns back to me. Quick. A grin splits his face. If this was a trap, you've already gone too far to get out of it. He cocks his head toward the building. One chance. He disappears inside. I pull my lip between my teeth, then follow him in. He has helped me out, and he seems harmless enough, though overly confident. Maybe he deserves this one chance. It's dark inside, and I squint. Good, Matthias says from the dark shadows to my right. You came. I jump, which irks me. What's so special about an old, dark building? You'll see. He disappears farther inside, and I try to follow but stumble over an empty box. Take my hand. I'll lead you through. I shrink back. No, I've got it. Let me help you, or we'll miss it. Miss what? His hand stretches out farther. If you don't take my hand, you're never going to find out. I tentatively take his hand, and his warm fingers curl around my cool ones in a solid grip. I immediately want to pull away, but he doesn't give me the chance as he urges me forward. After a few moments, we stop in front of a wall with a curtain draped over it. Matthias lets go of my hand, grasps the curtain, and pulls it aside. 
My breath hitches in my throat as the exquisite colors in the image in the window reflect the light of the setting sun and cast the room into a mosaic of color. I turn in a slow circle, mesmerized by the dancing dust motes, the colorful blue and yellow and gold shapes marking the marred walls, the way the entire room is transformed. I face the window again, taking in the image for the first time. Some pieces of glass have been broken, but the entire picture is mostly whole. It's of a cross with doors flung open on either side. Beneath the picture are the words, Behold, I have set before you an open door. I draw in a shuddering breath. I wish someone would set an open door in front of me, but all I see are shut doors locked tight. Pretty cool, huh? I pull my gaze from the window and to Matthias. His head is tilted up as he studies the image, the colors lighting up his face. It is. He sits down on an old, broken bench that has one side supported by a block. This is where I come whenever a day ends up being more than I can handle. He seems so peaceful, so kind. Even though he can be a bit irritating and can't seem to take a hint when I want to be left alone, it's hard to believe that he's actually from Talionis. But he is, and I can't let myself forget that. I'm surprised you ever have a day that isn't great, I hedge. Aren't all of you cadets supposed to think everything about Talionis is wonderful? Matthias remains silent for a long moment, and I return my gaze to the window. The light is fading, the colors dying away with the setting sun. The beauty is evaporating, just like all illusions do. There's a creak as Matthias leans forward, arms resting against his knees, head bowed. You want me to be one way, Bria. His head comes up, and the last of the light spreads across his face as he stares at me. But haven't I done enough to show you I'm different? I tuck a loose curl behind my ear, not sure how to respond. Moments that Matthias has helped me, stood up for me, tried to make me smile, pop into my mind. The room becomes more shadowy, just like my thoughts. Nothing is as clear as it was a moment ago. I don't understand you, I blurt out, realizing how true the words are once I've said them. I don't understand why he helps me or sticks up for me or even why he's trying to cheer me up. Matthias stands and walks over. You don't understand me because you don't want to. You want everything and everyone here to be the evil monster you imagine they are. He licks his lips and looks away. And there are those people here. I'll give you that. But it's not how everyone is. He focuses on me again, the lines of his face accented by the shadows. It's not how I am. I swallow, disconcerted by his words, at a loss for a response. I know what it's like to have those you love ripped away from you. My family... His voice cracks and he clears his throat. I lost my parents. When I was having a really hard time, when everything was falling apart in my life, someone was a friend to me and it changed everything. Let me be that kind of friend for you. My heart pounds in my chest and my brain whirs like a piece of machinery as I try to figure out why Matthias would offer me his friendship, what his real motives are, why he acts like he cares that I'm struggling. And the thing that scares me the most is that all I see in his face, in his posture, all I hear in his words is sincerity. I don't know if I can. 
He nods, though his shoulders slouch forward. We should go before someone comes looking for you. He walks back the way we came, and my stomach lurches. I feel like I just wounded him, and for a reason I can't identify, it bothers me. Matthias. He stops and looks back at me. Thank you for showing me this, for everything you've done for me. I swallow. Nothing is how it should be in my life, and I'm just... afraid. Matthias finishes the sentence. Even though I don't like the word choice, I know he's right. I'm terrified of allowing him to be my friend. He comes back toward me. Don't let fear keep you locked up. Take a chance. I won't let you down. The left side of his mouth quirks up. Friend. I hope you're looking forward to continuing the story next week and finding out what happens with Bria and her friends. If you just can't wait, you can purchase the full audiobook wherever audiobooks are sold starting October 6, 2023. If you're on the hunt for other great books, discover more epic, clean, young adult reads on the Read Clean YA with CJ podcast. Recruit of Talionis was written and narrated by CJ Malacy, and I can't wait to continue this journey with you next week.